Welcome back to Success Quest. Become your best self and join the revolution to success. I'm Jacob Harmon, and today I've got a real treat for you. Andrea Paulton and Vinny Enriquez and I were able to do a live event on Facebook. Both Andrea and Vinny are past guests from Success Quest, and honestly, we just had a blast. We talked about business, entrepreneurship, success. So I'm just going to throw the audio from that live event right here into your podcast feed. Enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. We are live. Welcome, welcome to everyone who is joining us. This is the Art of Success, and we are excited to be here with you all today. I have two incredible entrepreneurs here with me, Andrea Paulton and Vinny Enriquez. And we're just going to be talking. We're going to have a really down-to-earth chat, and we're just going to talk about business and entrepreneurship and whatever else comes. So welcome again, and we'll just do some introductions real quick. My name is Jacob Harmon. I am the host, one of the hosts of the Success Quest podcast, and I also do web design and a bunch of other stuff on the side. I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, But yeah, I'm excited to be here today. Let's go over to you, Andrea. Hey, 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 I'm Andrea Paulton, and I am a marketing coach. So I teach entrepreneurs, new business owners, how to market themselves correctly so they can show up online and be successful. Vinny? Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is uh, Vinny uh, Enriquez, uh, out in San Diego, run a, a real estate team out this way, and also host the Road to Growth podcast, where we focus on overcoming adversity. If someone's told you they haven't failed in their business, they're probably lying to you. <laughs> I'm into that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, and we have a bunch of questions here that we've kind of already got. But if you have questions, please comment them on the Facebook Live video. We'll be trying to monitor it and we'll kind of add them to the queue if you have questions for us. But we're just going to start off with a pretty simple question. And that is, what does success mean to you? Let's start with you, Andrea. Success. So by the way, everybody, we all have dogs. So we're we're going to hear dogs barking. Okay. So I have two in my house and I think either Vinny's or Jacob's dog is barking right now. That's a neighbor's Um, dog. Oh yeah. That's even better. Um, So success for me, for my business and for most of my students' businesses is getting to that goal that we have set for ourselves. That is a huge success. I do also teach a lot of life coaches, um, health coaches, trainers, educators. And so for us, we have also a different definition of success. It's not just the income, but it's also the impact because we're trying Mm -hmm. to impact people. We're trying to make their lives better. We try to get more patients, more students, more clients, and we're trying to help them. So success is income and impact. That's awesome. I like that. What about you guys? <laughs> so for myself, I think the idea of success is really about that life you want. I mean, that's the biggest thing is the idea of business is to allow you the opportunity to, to fund the life that you want. So I think mm-hmm. that's the, the essence of, of success. There's many successes, of course, that you find enjoyment on like a project, like, you know, Jacob, where you, you do a website or something like that. And you're like, oh my gosh, I just did that. I did this from from nothing to this. So I think those are the many successes. 
but the the spectrum of success i think is you go down to the heart of it is really about what you what you want for your life to be and are you able to get there yeah yeah i i agree with both of you i i really like that idea of impact and i like the idea of like celebrating those little successes Obviously, there's like the big success, but then there's also a lot of little victories. Um, I mean, to me, success is, it's a hard word because you can literally have success in anything, right? If, you're, if you achieve something, if you achieve a goal, like that is success. Uh, but to me, I think real success is living a balanced life and being able to be happy in a lot of different areas. Uh, it's not all just about the money. It's not all about... Uh, having a fancy car or a fancy suit. I, th- I feel like a lot of people, when they think of success, they think of billionaires, right? And obviously, yes, they're successful. Like there's no question, but at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of other things that, that we could focus on. And so I like to think of success as something that's balanced. It's having the life you want and kind of designing that life and then creating it for yourself. Yeah. And, you know, when you were saying that there's billionaires and we think of them as successful, I actually, you know, there's a millionaire I know, and he's the most unhappy person I've Ooh. ever met in my entire life because every single time he dates a woman, he doesn't know if it's for the money or if it's for himself. Every mm. single time that anything happens, a friend in this life, because he has a lot, he has houses, he has boats, he has all this stuff, and he can never trust anybody. So he's always guarded and he's not happy. So is that success? Cause he has millions, possibly billions in his bank account. You know, I, I think there's, and I forgot what podcast I heard it from, but there's like, there's a threshold, I think a uh, financial threshold. So once you pass like the needs, right. And the mini wants like a nice meal every once in a while, and you get past making enough money to satisfy that, then it's really about your choices of life. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, so there's that, there's that little bit of that threshold of whatever that is, you know, each community, but once you get past that, it's your own choices. Yeah. You know, I read something that $75,000 income is the happy place. Um, it was in an HR report that I read two years ago. So probably still the same amount of money, but that's supposed to be the number where people at that point, they're just happy and they no longer have to worry about food on the table, their mortgage and all their, all their bills and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah. Have you, um, I don't know if you ever tried this before. So there's this, uh, this class that, um, it's called bold, right. It's for Keller Williams agents. And it's about thinking, grow rich, that kind of thing. So they do a financial thermostat. We all have our own financial thermostat. And so every day they start with a number, let's say it's like $500 and every day you double it. Right. And you have to pick something that you're going to purchase for that a dollar amount. So today, $500 and next day, a thousand, two thousand, so on and so forth. You start getting up to the higher numbers and you can't repeat yourself. You can't just keep on saying close new car, but it starts getting harder and harder to figure out what you're going to do with that money. And I think that's for, and when you have a lot of, a lot of money, like you're saying, the millionaire, you don't know if someone loves you for that. There's, there's, do you really need all those things? Mm-hmm. It's probably nice to get there, but do you really, I don't know. That's Yeah. 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 And you know what? You don't. I mean, that's my definite <laughs> opinion on it. You don't need all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we're already talking about the next question that we had is how do you quantify success? So the study that I read, it's at $75,000. So it had a dollar amount. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Jacob, how do you think that you can quantify it? At what point is like the quantification important yeah. and how can you do that? <laughs> so to me, like, this is probably one of the hardest questions because I always want more wherever I am. I mean, I remember when I was a college student and I was, I mean, we were dirt poor. Like we were living off ramen. We were living the college life. And I was like, I just want to have, I mean, to be able to go out and eat whenever we want, you know, or something like that. And then now it's like, Oh, well now I want this. Now I want that. Now I want this. And I think, I feel like I, I just always want more. And there's a part of me that's grateful for that because if I didn't want more, like then I'm being complacent. Right. And I'm not wanting to progress or become better, but at the same time, like, I feel like there has to be a limit. There has to be somewhere where you are satisfied. Right. And so to me, I think the way that I quantify success is, am I getting better? Am I improving? To me, it's not necessarily an end goal, but it's the process. If I'm getting better each day in whatever area of life that is, if I'm working on making more money or working on, um, growing my business, or maybe I'm working on having a better relationship with my wife or my kids, whatever that is, if I'm improving, if I can look back and say, okay, yesterday I was worse at this than I am now. A year ago, I was worse at this than I am now. To me, that's success because it's a journey, right? Or at least that's kind of how I like to think about it. Yeah. And Vinny, before you answer that same question, what, what quantifies success? I do want to tell the, tell the um, listeners that we, all three of us are podcast hosts. So I just want mm-hmm. you guys to know how this all actually came about too, <laughs> um, because we yeah. kind of missed that. Um, we should have introduced ourselves with our podcast. I have a podcast <laughs> called the marketing guide um, to build your business, which is all about being successful in your business. And that's why we decided to have this art of success because I teach that. And then mm-hmm. Vinny, tell us about your role and what you do, why you are um, talking about success. Yeah. So, so my podcast is road to growth, uh, success of an entrepreneur. And it's, it's really about the idea of overcoming adversity. I mean, I, I think with social media, it makes it very easy for people to portray something that maybe they aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially when you're just getting going and you're looking at climbing that, climbing that, that mountain and you start seeing, you have a mini failure, you slip or whatever it might be. And then you see someone else on social media saying how great it is, how easy it is. And you start, you start balancing yourself against that person you see on social media. It can be very deflating. And I heard so many people talk about that with, some of the coaching that I would do and some of with the new agents. And I just felt that I had to get other people's stories out there to make sure that they were okay with, with failing, learning from yeah. the failure, but being okay with it and not judging yourself against what you see on social media. Yeah. And Jacob, tell us about your podcast. Yeah. So our podcast is success quest. I host it with a good friend of mine, Caleb Valle. And basically what we're doing is we're trying to talk about the journey to success. Kind of like I mentioned earlier, it's a journey. It's becoming better each day. And so we've divided success into six categories. And obviously there's more than that, Um, but we've divided it into like financial success, spiritual success, emotional success, relationships. And so we try to talk about all of these different areas of success and we bring people on the show who can kind of give their input and their, their insights into that. Yeah. All right. So now that I interrupted us and took us off our flow, (laughs) Vinny, how do you quantify success in business? Well, I think it's really easy to, to take, take what Jacob said. I mean, because I think Jacob 
you said it right. It's those, it's those mini wins. It's those, how you judge life. I, I think the tough part about it. And so there's this old philosophy class. that took a long, long time ago. I don't even remember the philosopher <laughs> that's talking about it, but the idea of the lake of immortality, if that thing or mortality, whatever. And so you kind of have to dip yourself into that lake, knowing that if you're, you're going to die. Right. So if today is your last day on earth, are you happy with basically how your day ended? But if you stay in there too long, you're going to get more business. That could be a good time. But you have to dip yourself in every once in a while. Know you're going to die. And are you happy with what you left on this world? Are you happy with what your day was today? And I think if you can say, I'm happy what I did today, I got better than I was yesterday, then today was success. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to answer that question for myself, um, my father passed away a couple of years ago and it was like this big thing. My whole life got up, upside down. I, I moved, I quit my job. I started my business. All, a lot of things happened. And, you know, the big thing is when at the, at the funeral and afterwards, we never talk about my dad's bank account. We never talk about my dad's job or how many machines he sold Never, not once have we brought up his job. And my mom and I talk about him with friends. What we talk about is how awesome he was, how funny he was, how helpful he was, how everybody, like he made you feel like they were the best friend. And it's just such a huge indication is, yes, I mean, all of us teach business success and business success is important if that's your goal. But really when you're dying on your deathbed or you are dead. That's not really people they remember. They're not going to be like, oh, you were such a great millionaire. I mean, they're going to say like, oh, you were such a nice guy. He was an awesome dad or whatever it is, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So that was a huge indicator to me because my definition of success was money. Um, mm -hmm. I have always talked about money a lot. Um, it was always been this thing. Like every time I dated a guy, I wanted to make more money than him. It's been like this thing of dollar bills. Um, and then after that, my success totally changed. And it's the same thing as yours, Vinny and yours, Jacob. It's, you know, what success is the whole, the whole, not just one thing, not just your job, not just your cars. It's the whole, your family life, your friends and everything else and health, throwing health in there, you know, mm -hmm. um, that's you, important what, too. What is, I think it's Warren Buffett. I mean, I might kill this quote. I, I listened to it the other day and he was talking about the idea of uh, saving money into your old age. He goes, that's like saving sex for your old age. It's not a wise idea to do something like that. And I was like, oh. Interesting. Warren Buffett. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> not that that's the mental picture I'd like to have in my head. <laughs> so I have so, a quick uh, question. Oh, sorry, okay, Vinny. Uh, just what Andrea brought up kind of sparked something in my mind. Have either of you seen the movie Knives Out? It's still relatively new. Oh, yeah. no, I want to see that. Yeah, okay. I saw that. Benny, I won't I won't spoil anything for you. All right. <laughs> but so in this movie, Knives Out, it's a it's a it's a murder mystery, right? And it's about a guy that's really, really wealthy. And man, just watching his family during that movie. Like I said, I won't spoil anything, Vinny, but I was just disgusted. I was like, I do not want to be like these people. I don't want to be when my dad dies, or if I die, I don't want my kids to be more interested in the estate and what they're gonna be getting then in remembering me and remembering who I was and just from what Andrea said, I was like, man, that is a good measure of success. Like maybe sit down and write down. What do you want people to remember you by? Well, well, talking, talking about that idea. So 
in, in real estate, we get to see people in the high moments and the low moments, right? And some of the lowest moments are when people pass away, like probate sales like that. And you start seeing all the, the children fight over stuff. Like there's been individuals, like there's been people that I've, I've worked with where they're, they're dying and they're telling me their story of their life, how their, ki- how their kids hate them and how all this, they're waiting for them to pass away. And then you talk to the kids afterwards and they're like, it, it's just, it, it can be pretty disgusting how, what people, what happens to people over money. And it's, it's not even big amounts. It can be very minimal amounts, but people, families break apart. Yeah. Know, yeah. So on a more positive topic, when is enough enough? Uh, Andrea, you want to go for it? Ooh, when's enough enough? I have this ever-changing goal. It's like, it changes all the time. It's like by my mood. One day it's like, oh, I want to have a house in Hawaii, a house in my hometown in Germany, a house in Colorado, and I want a couple of Teslas, and it's, it's the things. And then the next day I sit there, I'm like, hmm, I kind of want like a container home for like $20,000, get rid of everything I own, have no automobiles and just completely live on the land. (laughs) And so my enough enough is honestly, it changes too much that I realized enough enough is actually my happiness. Where am I going to be happy? And and it goes back to what you said, Vinny. There's this threshold of money that I need to be happy because I like to travel. We do like to travel a lot. We like to go out to really expensive restaurants. It's just our, that's our hobby. So we need that to be happy because that's what makes us happy date night and stuff. But then um, on the other hand, I feel like it's, it's, I think it's still this tangible thing that I'm going for. Um, so for me enough and enough is I think when I'm, when I have, um, that money that I need and then the health that I have, that I need, because right now I'm working on my health. Cause I, um, I was diagnosed with prediabetes and that's what my dad died from. So now I'm trying to do my health. And then at that point, I think I'm going to be in that already enough. So I think to me, it's like right in reach. Um, I would think my goal is to get to my health, um, space at the end of this year. So that's my goal. And I feel like that is going to be enough. Um, at that point, I don't want to, I don't want to go for the two Teslas and the three houses. That's like the icing on the cake. So how do you define health? Is enough. How do you find health? For me, it's just to get good numbers on my medical like exams. When I do my prediabetes and my cholesterol, that's my health and where I can go hiking. Um, because I live in the mountains, but I can go hiking without having to stop and I can just keep walking and I'm not out of breath. <laughs> hmm. What about you guys is enough is enough. Who wants to go first? I think, I mean, and I'm, I'm kind of bringing us back to that morbid thought of death, but I think enough is enough when all of a sudden those things are more important than people. Like if my mom used to always say people are more important than things. Like if we were fighting as kids and we, maybe we were fighting over a toy or we were fighting over whatever, she would always say people are more important than things. And I think if it gets to the point where things are trumping people in your life, that's a problem. And sometimes that thing might even be your business. I've found that there's been multiple times where my business has kind of gotten in between my wife and I, and it's because I'm, I've got this client and I really have to finish this website. And so I'm working really late into the night and I'm not spending any time with her. 
And sometimes like she, thankfully she's really, really good at kind of bringing me down to earth. And she says, Hey, look, Jacob, you're going to finish this website. And guess what? The client's going to pay you. They're going to be happy. And then they'll be gone. She's like, but like, I'm here forever. Like I'm not going anywhere. So that's more important to invest in. And, and she's right. And you know what? So I try, I try to work when I don't necessarily have to take time away from her. Like maybe she's already asleep. So I pull out my laptop and I start doing some work. And obviously I'm not perfect at that. Like I, I really struggle with it still to this day. But I think if, if you're starting to prioritize things over people, that's where you should start to think a little bit about what you're doing and maybe make some changes. Yeah. I have, I have a quick story for that. I was on a date night with my husband and I just don't bring my purses. I don't bring my stuff. And so my husband always pays because he's, he has a wallet on him and <laughs> at the end of, at the end of the date night, he, he pulls the invoice over or the check over to me. He pushes it over to me and he's never done that in like, you know, 13 years together. And I'm like, what's this? And he goes, well, since the only thing we talked about date night was your business, I figured you should pay with your business credit card. And I was like, Oh no, that was his like strong hinting that, that's basically our date night was ruined again, because I only talked about my business the whole time. And that was my big indicator. Same thing with your wife. When your wife told you that, where I was like, okay, I cannot do that. So when we drive to date night now, I like put my phone away. I, I try to think, come up with things that I, I don't want to bring up that I can bring up at another time. And I mm-hmm. really try to stay on topic about him and I and our dogs and travels and stuff and not bring up work. <laughs> I think that's well, what you said, Jacob, that I think that was such a powerful thing right there. The uh, the website will come and go, but I'll be here forever. <laughs> like that, that that would kick me in the stomach. I'd be like, oh, wow, pull the big guns today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I think the idea of enough enough. I mean, there's again, it goes back to the idea of do you have a happy life? I mean, the 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 many successes like the website, like helping myself, helping a a client get from from list to sold to finding a property in the dream home to helping an agent grow to then to just somewhere we're successful. Like those many wins, I think there's never going to be enough enough for those because those are kind of like adrenaline. But I think the core of success, if it's a, if it's a happy life, if, if it's a good relationship, if it's, you know, if I don't have any kids, but like my niece and the nephews, if, if I can be part of their life, can be a part of my family's life, and I have that that balance right there, I think that's enough enough. But I think the many successes, there's never going to be enough enough there. In your family life? Well, I mean, I think family life, I think there's a, I mean, and I don't know, I'm, I haven't been there. I've seen it where I can have that balance, right? I just haven't had that consistently right? Where it's consistently a balance from work, from travel, from family, um, from working out, all those different kind of things. I haven't seen that balance. I believe there is a balance there that can be had. And I think that will be enough, enough there. Mm-hmm. And there's never going to be enough, enough on the mini wins. The right. mini wins being uh, helping someone get to from A to Z, helping an individual grow from A to Z, helping that growth from each person, that's never going to be enough, enough. And they're always going to be there. But I think the balance is going to be where enough, enough in the bigger picture. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
I think it's it's important to no, to note here too that I mean I've talked a lot about family, but it not it doesn't necessarily family for everyone. I think what's important is that you find your why, right? Like for me, that is family, but I mean not everyone is is in that same situation. So you got to realize like what is my purpose and what is my why and what's like the most important thing to me. And then whatever that is, like that is where you have to be like, okay, if it's compromising this thing, whatever this is, whether it's family or whether it's um, purpose or whether it's whatever, like if, if it's starting to sacrifice that, then that's when you kind of realize yeah. that enough's enough, you know? Yeah. And, and one thing I want to add too, there's not, there, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to have a million dollars, a $5 million business. I have a lot of students. That's their goal. Million dollar mark. That is their goal. Um, so enough, enough, obviously is different for everybody. And I think what I'm saying from my perspective is that if you have a million dollar goal or whatever, $5 million goal, and you're not hurting your health, like I'm doing or ignoring your family and friends and everything else, um, that's, that's what makes me figure out, okay, I'm successful. I have my family, I have my friends, I have my health and I have my business. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I definitely do think that, you know, if you have a $10 million goal for your business, that is awesome. I applaud you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, And there's nothing wrong with money, right? I mean, if money becomes the priority, then maybe, but there's nothing wrong with having a goal to make more money. Like, I think that that's money's a good thing. If you, if you aren't putting it over other things that are more important to you. Um, so well, let's do a little bit of a pivot here. Uh, and part of this is like, I've had this conversation with multiple people on my podcast and I get different answers from everyone. And so I'm kind of curious to hear what your guys' answers are. And I'm guessing we might even have some different opinions here, but do you think that education is necessary to become successful in life and especially like higher education should we go to college should everyone go to college should it be something that we kind of push on everyone what are your thoughts you want me to take this video? go for it <laughs> i actually changed my mind on this so i when i was in corporate america i was um I'm really fuzzy. Oh, there I am. <laughs> and when I was in corporate America, I was very um, driven to be a chief marketing officer and you needed to have an MBA or a master's in marketing. So I was like, you have to have this. This is the most important thing. And I was very strict about it. And um, my um, a lot of my friends and, and people in my life, they never graduated from college and they have, they're super happy a lot of them have six figure jobs. And I started seeing these people around me being so super duper successful and um, in business. And I was like, wait a minute, you do not need this education. And I took um, from, from an Ivy league school, I took a marketing um, certificate at the master's level. And it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever learned in my entire life. It talked about the history of marketing, who came up with which graph. And it was the dumbest thing ever. I learned so much more from actually working and doing marketing than I ever could learn from any of these schools. And so now as an educator myself, right, I have marketing courses and I have a business membership that's the route I would go. If I could go back, I would not go to university again. I would totally skip that because it was completely unnecessary for my life. Um, And I would take courses and I would join memberships for things that I wanted to learn and get good at. So I'm totally like against upper education. (laughs) Interesting. What about you, Vinny? 
Uh, I mean, I think it's on the individual. I mean, we all learn in, in different different ways. So I think for some people, it might be a trade. So it's not higher education, but it's a, it's a trade. Um, and I think there's other people that are book smarts. And so you can learn by your own failures or learn by someone else's failures, right? So by book smarts, you're picking up from what other people have already kind of like paved the path for you, right? If you just go out there and do it, you're going to be able to pick up from people around you, but also going to learn from your own path. So, and I think if, if you allow yourself to, to pick up that knowledge from like, if you have someone that gains more information from the act of doing it and they just stay in school and they're not really picking up that knowledge base and they're only retaining 10% of it, it can be pretty much wasted time right there. The opportunity cost you're leaving on a table by not going out doing a trade is, is lost right there. While another person, they would give, they learn better from book smarts. I mean, so I, I just think each individual is different and to lump everyone into this bubble, it makes it very difficult, like for people to, to figure out the path. Like, like I remember like growing up for a long period of time, the idea of uh, picking up a trade was kind of frowned upon. It was, mm-hmm. you go to college and from college, I mean, from you go to high school and from high school, you go to college, you know? And if you want basically a higher education, I mean, go get your, your master's. Right. And that was like, that's the path for growth where it wasn't like, well, you know what, you might be better. I mean, being a, uh, apprentice right here for this electrician or apprentice for this person right here and then grow from there. That was kind of frowned upon. Do you really want to go down that path? You know what I'm saying? And now over time I started realizing not everyone's the same. It's a matter of, of who you are and where you want to be and how you learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And for specific traits, I mean, like a lawyer or a doctor, I mean, they obviously need higher education. I don't want a doctor yeah. that learned it from YouTube or from a course. <laughs> um, you know, in Germany, we have trade schools and they're huge and they're very like looked upon as a good thing. Like here, like some of the trades, like you said, like, especially in the past, like it was looked down upon, but we have like plumbing schools and ironwork schools and all these schools and these trades are super important. I love those. But um, for, for me, an entrepreneur in business or a coder developer, like it's useless. So I really, like you said, it depends on who. What about you, Vinny? What do you think? Jacob? Do you mean me? Oh, Jacob. Sorry, I was looking at Jacob. We look like twins. I understand, Yeah, Yeah, we look so much alike. (laughs) I can't keep you apart. No worries. You're good. You're good. Honestly, so I'm still trying to decide exactly how I feel here. Um, But here's, so here's the thing. I have a bachelor's degree. And if I could go back and do it again, I would. I learned so much and I had such a good experience and I met so many amazing people, but I'm not using my bachelor's degree. (laughs) Like I'll tell you right now, I am not using it. I'm working in it and I'm building websites and I'm doing podcasting, but guess what? My degree was in education. It was to become a teacher. (laughs) I'm not a teacher. Like I'm not working at a school. And part of that is because, Unfortunately, teachers don't get paid as much as I think they should, because I think it's a very, very important and essential career. But like, unfortunately, they just don't get paid all that much. And I'm making more doing something that I could do without a degree to work in IT. You don't need a degree. Now, I'm obviously getting paid more because I have a degree in that field. But man, like 
I'm not using my degree. So technically speaking, all that money that I spent on tuition, did I need to? Like, no. <laughs> but then again, like I said earlier, I would do it again. Like if I had all this knowledge that I have now and I was back as a senior in high school, I'd still be applying for universities just because I thought it was such a valuable experience. And maybe even if I'm not using the degree, it taught me how to finish something. It taught me how to get through some really tough situations and to work hard. Like a lot of what I, what I know I learned in school. And so even, even if there's skills like how to learn and how to study and how to stay up late working on something when you're tired, but you have to get it done because it's due tomorrow. I have websites like that. Like I have projects that I have to finish and I learned those types of skills in college. And so, like I said, I'm not sure where I'm at. I'm kind of, I, I see both sides of the story and yeah. I, I, I don't know. I guess my recommendation would be if you're trying to decide if college is right for you, decide if it's right for you. Like yeah, it might not what be. Is, what your goal is. If you are trying to be a doctor, obviously please go to college. Uh, I would have rather taken the $50,000 I spent at the university of Colorado at Boulder and would have bought a little condo in Boulder, Colorado, I, right now would be worth a million dollars. I would have rather taken that money towards Facebook ads and <laughs> become an entrepreneur. I would have hit my mm-hmm. goals like at 20. Um, so that's the way I'm looking at it. But again, you know, I went to school for journalism. I learned nothing. I mean, I can't, nothing that I learned, I can use towards my career. But I liked what you said about the experience. Because that experience was awesome. Well, so going off your idea, Jacob, like, so it also matters what kind of college you go to. So I went to a small private college and by going to that small private college, it allowed me to actually grow as a person. I was a dual major business and mass communications. And I don't really use that either. And <laughs> I remember who I was in high school. I had horrible grades in high school. I was a jock. I basically was probably not the best, best person I could be. And by going to college, it allowed me to open my mind to mass communications, to getting into to film, getting into to radio, getting into those kind of activities and learning and growing as a person. I was able to, to go overseas and learn over there. And so by going to college, that experience I had, just like you talked about, Jacob, allowed me to become the person I am today on the path and the, to the person I want to be in the future. So mm-hmm. if I didn't go to college, I don't know where I would have been. I could have been in a nine to five job right now not understanding who I really want to be. Mm-hmm. Devil's advocate. If you would have taken that same awesome experience and you were open to learn, you did not go to college and you went backpacking in Europe for three years or two years and worked in different places there, you would have had similar experiences and maybe even more learning opportunities. Well, I mean, I think that like, I think one of the biggest things is in, in high school, I still kind of remember it that I didn't really, I think, appreciate people in the art studios and that kind of thing. And I was just, I mean, probably looked down upon, right? I'm just a jog, a meathead, however you want to call it. <laughs> and by in, in high school, I mean, in college, when I got into college, I injured myself. So I didn't play football anymore. I still did track, but I didn't play football. So I had to pick up another activity. And that activity was basically film, radio. And I don't know mm-hmm. if there would have been a similar path if I would have backpacked. I could have gone to the hostel. I did backpack and I, I enjoyed myself at hostels and there wouldn't have been, I think running into that, that one door of losing out on football 
to get into this other activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess at the end of the day, everyone's experience is different and you kind of just have to decide. Uh, but you know what, like thinking about it, you could have such an amazing experience for the cost of tuition. Like what Andrea is saying, like if you just calculate, okay, how much is tuition going to be at XYZ school? And what if I just took that sum of money and I said, okay, I'm going to start a business with this or I'm going to travel the world. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's and interesting. On, you know, and on the other hand, I'm like crazy pro education, just not higher education. Mm. I spent um, in the last year, I spent $30,000 on courses for myself on memberships and courses. I'm continuously learning. I will learn until I'm 99. I mean, I know me, I love learning and I love educating myself. It's just the formal higher ed, I think is a racket. I think it's, they're, they're just getting rich, those schools. I think that's probably the, my, the politics behind it is probably more my issue with <laughs> higher education, to be honest. Talking about politics, I'm going to throw those away, but talking <laughs> about um, different countries, because, you know, in Germany, schooling is for free, and in America, it costs an arm and a leg. I'm curious, and I'm going to start with you, Vinny. Um, how do you feel other cultures and countries hmm. feel about success compared to Americans? Um, or us in America? I'm yeah, gonna- I mean, I, I think it goes to the simplest idea that we work to live. I mean, well, we live to work and other countries, they basically work to live. So, mm. I mean, I remember living in Czech Republic. It, it took, I mean, it would be multiple conversations before we figure out what the other person did for a living, what they did for a living and how old they were, right? That's probably, I mean, in the first conversation, what do you do? Is probably one of the first one of one of the first conversations you have with the person when you meet them. Interesting. And age probably comes up maybe in the second or third conversation. But there's there's people that I remember that I knew them for six months. I I had no clue what they did. I had no clue how old they were. And then when I find out how old they were, I was like, oh my gosh, you're you're that young or you're that old. And it, it, it's you weren't defined by basically those those things. You're defined by who you were as a person. Hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so interesting. <laughs> I, I love this because I feel like each of us do have a little bit of cultural experience. Andrea, you're from Germany, if I remember right, right? Yep. Yep. And and Vinny, obviously you've been Czech Republic. Have you have you been to a bunch of other places? Where have you been? Yeah, so I lived in Czech Republic for a year, lived in Afghanistan for a year, lived in uh, London for about six months, and then traveled to like South America, China, and all that kind of stuff. Wow. So you've been all over. And Andrea, I'm sure you've been to other places other than Germany, but. Oh, yeah. I've been traveled all over, but unlike Vinny, I only lived in America and in Germany. And you okay. lived in Peru, right? I did. Yeah. I lived in Peru for two whole years. <laughs> and by the end of it, I kind of, I mean, I know I wasn't, but I felt like I was a Peruvian. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of integrated into this culture. And man, like, you're so right, Vinny. Other countries, they do not define you by your career. In fact, I can think of many people that I still don't know what they do. Like I have friends <laughs> back in Peru and we're friends on Facebook. We've talked countless hours and I'm like, I don't even know what they do for a living. I have no idea just right now thinking about it. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's so true. Whereas here in the United States, that's the first thing you ask is what do you do? Uh, and I think in Peru, like 
and I don't want to overgeneralize or stereotype or anything either, but in Peru, it wasn't all about work. It wasn't all about, and, and there weren't a whole lot of people that were, were really focused on their careers. It was more, the work was something that they had to do. It was just part of life so that they could make money, but then like their real life and what they did was, was home and was their community. I mean, the sense of community was a lot bigger in Peru than it is here, at least in my experience. And maybe those were just the places I've been, but one of the hardest things coming back to the United States for me was that I didn't feel like I had as much of a community here in Peru. I mean, I would walk outside and everybody would be like, Hola, Jacob, ¿cómo estás? Like, they'd just be so excited to see me. And here it was like everyone was focused on their own life and doing their own thing. It was almost like that blinders on. And even now, like you walk outside and everybody's down looking at their phones. And I do it too. Like I'll, I'll be in the line at a grocery store. And instead of talking to the person next to me and figuring out what their life story is, I'm checking my email. I'm seeing if a client has paid my invoice yet. Like <laughs> And and so I'm I'm kind of judging us, but at the same time, like I'm I'm guilty of it. And I think that there's definitely a lot of different perspectives on success. So and it's worth learning from those cultures, I think. Yeah. You know, when you were saying that, how um you you know, like in the Czech Republic, your friends, you didn't even know what they did and stuff. I have um this these family friends in Germany, and they're like they're brilliant. Like the dad's an OBGYN. He's like famous in Sudan and in Germany. That one like one of the daughters is an OBGYN, another one is a pharmacist, and another one is a dentist. And we text each other on WhatsApp all the time. And I remember one time I looked at our conversation. I was trying to find something. And there was their conversation. They were talking about their children, they were talking about the weather, they were talking about this park that they went to, and it was all life. And then there was my reply. Oh, that's nice. I just worked all day today. And this is what I'm working on. And then their reply was, um, you know, like they're going to go do carnival and this and this. And they have all these like exciting things. And then I reply, oh, yeah, I'm going to work all the weekend long. I have a course due. And this, this went on like six or seven times. Not once did they ever bring up their job. And I brought up my job every single time. And I was like, oh my God, I need to go back to my German roots. Um, it was completely like mind boggling. And I have cousins. I don't know what they do because they don't, we don't talk about it. It just never gets brought up. And, um, you know, Germany is very similar to Americans, but you just don't have that. The word success even, I, I don't ever remember talking to anybody about the word success. Hmm. They, do they have a word for success? Like, is that it, a they do, direct translation? Don't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So going over the idea of success, let's go to the opposite idea of of failure. Right. So, I mean, there was a a person I had on the podcast a while back and, and he brought up the idea that everyone knows, okay, if you knew you're basically, you're going to succeed, what would you do? Right. I mean, the the one idea that I, that I really thought was powerful, he goes, what would you do if you knew you were going to fail? I mean, so (laughs) Jacob, Let's go for you first. If you knew that you were going to fail in basically your job and your career, right? What you're doing right now, would you still, would you be happy? Hmm. Do I have to answer that? <laughs> you just answer that, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Give me just a second here. So if I knew I was going to fail, would I still do what I'm doing? Is that the question yes. or what yes. would I do? 
no, no. I guess we'll I could answer both we'll of those. Yeah, yeah, either way. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> okay. I, if if I knew that I was gonna fail, I wouldn't be. I probably wouldn't be doing a full time job. Uh, well, maybe I would. You know what? Actually, <laughs> I'm gonna take that the exact opposite. If I knew I was gonna fail, I would probably only be doing my full time job huh. because it's consistent. It brings in money. It. I mean, it's relatively easy. I mean, it's it's hard, but like, I don't necessarily have a lot of risk there, right? Yeah. Um. But if I knew I was going to fail, I probably wouldn't put nearly as much effort into all of my all of my side things. But then again, they fulfill me. Like, <laughs> sorry, I, I, I don't have a very I don't have a very straight answer for you, Vinny. But like, I enjoy doing what I'm doing, even if. I don't succeed. Like even if I never make money, like I enjoy podcasting. I enjoy having conversations like this with other people. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a, that usually has stumped me there. You got me. I think you got me, <laughs> I think you got me too. Um, I think I would still have my own business because I learned so much in this time, even for my marketing career, I learned so much that if I knew I was going to fail, I would still do it again because what I learned is so valuable for if I had to go back to corporate in my corporate career, because I learned so much about marketing. It's just different when you market yourself as small business versus like big businesses. Um, the podcasting, you know, I, I just like, so I don't even do it for anything. I don't do it for money. I don't do it for anything. I just like it. It's just fun. So I think I kind of like, it's like my hobby. Um, yeah. What about you, Vinny? It's a hard question. Yeah. I, I think for myself, I would, and I think I'm going on the path of stuff I enjoy more and more. Um, I think with the real estate avenue of it, seeing those many wins, even if I fail tomorrow, if I basically went bang for belly ups like that, I could still appreciate the many wins I had with helping that person get to where they wanted to get to and so on and so forth. And then also too, with the, with the podcast, I learned so much. Like, I mean, without doing that podcast, I would have never met both of you. Right. Mm. And there are a lot of people I would have met and picked up tidbits, information, understand how, how good I truly have it. I mean, I think when we, we look at our life and we go, Oh my gosh, I'm having a horrible day. But then you hear someone else talk about it and they're just like, Oh yeah, my, my mom passed away or I got like, I got kicked on the curb at the age of 14 and you're like, Oh, okay. Well, my, my life's pretty good then. Yeah. Compared to that. So, I mean, I, I think the activities I'm doing now, even if I, if I knew tomorrow I failed, all went wrong. I can at least say the last X amount of years have been good for me. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess it kind of goes back to the question of how do you define this? How do you define success? Right? Because I mean, with what you're saying, Vinny, is you're saying, even if you failed to you, it isn't a failure. Like it is a success because of the things you're learning. Right. A- am I understanding that right? Maybe yeah, it's it, just looking at it in a different light. Yeah. I think it's, it's the stuff you're learning, the stuff you picked up, the, the impressions you left on the world. I mean, you, I feel that yesterday I was able to make my circle, my bubble a little better by being there. Mm. You know what I mean? If, if, if I stayed at home eating bonbons or whatever it might be, <laughs> my circle might be not as good. Not saying that I'm like, you know, that important yet. I think I made a small difference in that community. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. 
I have this um, exercise that I give my students after every campaign or after every course launch or whatever they do. And instead of having like pros and cons of what happened, I have um, grow and glow. So it's exactly what you said. There is no nothing negative. Even if this thing failed, you had a course launch and you sold zero. How, how are you going to grow from this? And what was the glow about it? Like, what did you learn from it? And like the grow stuff, some people might call that negative, but no, because you can turn it into a positive. It's, it's, I like that. It's your perspective on things that really mm -hmm. failure is, is just another way of learning. Yeah. Yeah. And failure. I mean, I wrote a blog post uh, once about how failure is actually an essential element of success without failure. There is no success because like you said, there's no growth. You can't get to somewhere without learning how to get there and you learn how to get there by failing. And so, well, really they're not opposites of each other, but one leads to the other as long as you can learn from failure. Productive failure almost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <I> like that. <laughs> Super interesting. All wow. right. Well, I love that question. Wow. That wow. really got me thinking. <laughs> okay. So I have a question for you guys. What if you could go back in time? We jump in a time machine today. We go back maybe to when you're, uh, let's say a teenager, give yourself one piece of advice. What would it be? Let's start with, uh, let's start with you, Vinny. Um, I would say, Vinny, you're not as important as you think you are. <laughs> you're not as important it. as you think you are. Um, if you get rejected by a, a girl, you might ask out for a date or for a kiss or for a job you might basically go after and you get rejected right there. It's not that you were, you're a bad person, not a good person, whatever it might be. Don't take it internally. Just realize that basically you might not be the best fit for that person or that job. So I think that was something at a, at a young age that I internalized. And I thought I was bigger, bigger and better than I was. And so every time something negative happened, I took it internally and said, wow, I'm a failure. I, why can't I have done this? But realizing that it, w it just wasn't the right path for me. It wasn't the right person for me or whatever it is. So I think just going back and saying, I'm not as important as I think I was. Hmm. Yeah. Can I give myself two pieces of advice? Go for it. <laughs> I would tell myself, spend more time with the people that you love and start saving your friggin' money. <laughs> I didn't start really saving good. until my late thirties guys. I'm a real late bloomer with my financials and I see all these kids kind of going my route and I tell them, stop, 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 <laughs> save your money, live in a crappy apartment with a bunch of roommates, save your money. And invest mm. in uh, Apple. Invest, invest in <laughs> Apple. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's good. How about you, Jacob? You you guys were so good. <laughs> I think I think I would tell myself to learn. I think I started valuing learning a little too late. I mean, just to take every opportunity to learn, uh, whether that's a, learning a new skill or finding a mentor and attaching myself to someone who has experience. I think that that's what I would have done because I'm doing that now and 
it's reaping so many rewards, just being able to, to learn from people and being able to use other people's experience to my advantage instead of trying to learn it all and go through the hard way. Um, so I, I would just tell myself, Hey, take every opportunity you get and learn. Yeah. Um, wow. Well, we're, we're almost to an hour guys. Uh, yes. Let me check and see if there's any questions on the video. If not, maybe we can wrap some things up. Um, not seeing any questions. While uh, we're wrapping up. Yeah, go for it. Can all three of us add in what you learned from this conversation of mm. the art of success? So when you do your wrap up part, like what did you t- take away from this last hour? Okay. I like that. I like that. Who wants that. to wrap up first? <laughs> Is that, I mean, you, Jacob? Perfect. Oh, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what, first of all, I mean, what did I learn from this conversation? I think that something that I continuously am learning, especially with the podcast, is just the value of getting people together to talk. Because there is so much knowledge out in this world, but we're not necessarily sharing it with each other all the time. Sometimes we're just honed in on our devices, scrolling through Facebook, scrolling through Instagram, but just the value of having a conversation is so important. And I've learned that in my podcast, but it just reminded me today of how much fun it can be to sit down with a group of friends and chat about any topic. In this case, we're chatting about success, but I think that people should do that more often. And whether that's virtual or in person, I think we should just talk to people a little more and have conversations. Um, so yeah, that's what that's what I'd say I learned. Yeah, I'm gonna go first because my dogs are starting to scream, so this might get loud. I have to mute myself. Um, the what I took from this conversation is there is no one way of thinking of success. It is your way of thinking. Don't listen to anybody else. Success is what's in your heart, in your mind. You figure out what the art of your success is. You can see with just the three of us how varied we are with where our successes are. There is no wrong answer. It's all within you. And then um, just to say, you know, thanks for staying and listening. Um, And I would love um, for you guys to connect with me. Um, I usually hang out on Instagram. So if you want to connect with me there, I'm at Andrea Paulton coach. So say hello when you come by. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I mean, picking up from this, I mean, it went by, it felt like it went by really fast this hour, like listening to you guys and you guys talk. I mean, for myself, I mean, I'm pretty, pretty focused on business on a consistent basis, but having these conversations and hearing other people talk to me, we're all, we're, I mean, all three of us are very diverse individuals, yet I think that we all have a similar similar mindset of growth. I mean, we wouldn't be probably doing podcasts. We wouldn't probably be hearing other people's stories if we didn't have some similarities to us, right? So even though we have very diverse backgrounds, I think we had a common theme throughout where it was, it's not necessarily about the, the money. It's about getting to enough to just, to, to make you happy. It's about, about the life that you actually want. And the mm-hmm. life that we want is going to vary from person to person, yet it goes back to the idea it's not about the money. So I think just kind of weeding through how we set our responses and answers to the questions, to the core, we still were very similar. And I think 
when you surround yourself by like-minded individuals, you're, it's going to allow you to grow. So yeah. I think that was kind of the one thing that I really, I really picked up from this is just hearing you guys talk and, and going, yeah, I can see myself maybe getting swayed a little bit by, by their idea. Oh, okay. I like their answer right there. You know what? I actually feel that way. Maybe I'm that, <laughs> that, that middle ground right there, but yeah, I, I appreciate the conversation that, that we had here. And, um, I mean, I look forward to the opportunity to do another one of these in, in the future and see how much is much our our mindset changes. Because if, if we would have had this conversation probably just a year ago, I probably would have had different answers than I had today mm -hmm. just yeah. because I've allowed myself to learn from the failure when before I probably didn't allow myself to learn from the failure. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you to both of you for for being here and joining us. I, I think this is so fun. And I just want to repeat real quick our podcast. If you guys have liked listening to our voices <laughs> or our thoughts or our ideas, um, then definitely go and check out each of our podcasts. Um, I'm a success quest. If you just search for success quest, Jacob Harmon and Caleb Valle, you'll find our podcast. Andrea's is the marketing guide to grow your business. Did I get that right? Okay. Yes, I'm getting did. a thumbs up. So that's good. <laughs> and Vinny's podcast is Road to Growth. So go check us out. Um, give us a listen. If you're liking it, definitely give us a review. Something that I tell people is as a podcaster, reviews are really, really, really big. If nothing else to help us get good guests because the guests check out our podcast and they'll see, oh, they have a lot of really good reviews and then they'll be willing to come on. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, anything else you guys want to add before we end? Just happy <laughs> feel, yeah, feel, uh, follow me on all the different platforms. I'm making a push for TikTok doing those videos. I'm one of those youngsters right there. I'll well, have to check you out. <laughs> at least play one on TikTok. So yeah, follow me on all the different platforms. You'll see my stuff and whatever my video. Okay, well, thank you so much. See you guys. Bye.